Hello, everybody, and welcome to Show Hoppers Shrinking Season 1, Episode 2 The Fortress of Solitude. I'm Kurt, joined by my former high school teacher, Mr. Sal. Hi, Kurt! That that was normal. Uh-huh. That sounded very hey, normal. You got it. Oh, good for you. Oh man, I was really hoping you would say that. <laughs> I'm glad you're proud of me. And hopefully, well, actually, I guess it doesn't affect me one way or the other. But are we proud of this episode? Let's find out in our ratings. Rating. Last episode you put as ideal for you. It was ideal. It was it was basically your episode. It has <laughs> your actor, Jason yep. Siegel, yep. with your song in it. Which I forgot. Yep. What was the song? Uh, Look Out Kid by Arcade Fire. Okay. It's probably a hard act to follow as an episode. That's what it sounds like to me. That is a hard act to follow. So immediately That's I don't Jason think Siegel's like still in it. He's still in it, but the song's not in it, I think. And he's also not it's in not. it as much. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think you liked this episode less. Doesn't mean you gave it something less than a 10. I I think you like seeing Alice a bit more, her perspective on things, her talking with her friend, her talking with Paul. But I think you gave it a nine. It's just not as good as the last episode. You gave it a nine. Okay. And I, I think you are, I, I would say you probably put this on an equal footing as episode one i think that you thought still thought it was very funny i think that you still like the emotional value of it i think you're really happy to spend more time with paul and alice uh because the, those are two characters that we probably don't know as well as we know jimmy and sean so i think you like that a lot uh i i think you like brian a lot i i, I think you really like this episode probably about as much as the last one so i'll say you gave it a nine as well you basically got me right. I, I did say I don't like this episode as much as the first episode, but I still liked it. I thought it was really good. Still, it's good comedy. I mm-hmm. like where they went with it. It's not as much about Jimmy as the previous episode was. I, I questioned yeah. whether this would be the uh, Jimmy show. Still yeah. is, for the most part. <laughs> but yeah, there's more Alice. You give her Brian. Uh, we're, we're getting, you know, we see we see scenes of the Sean same with last episode, but you know, Sean's yeah. still in the mix. It's not like he was just a dropped character. In fact, right. Grace is still in the mix. And I questioned whether she would be like a dropped character. Right. Right. So there you yeah, go. That's, that's and, and we're getting, and we're getting the additions of some of his other people like Dan, a little bit more about Dan and <laughs> yep. the person who seems to have OCD. Forgot yep. her name. If they even <laughs> mentioned it, but I like to see that they're tying these people in. We're, oh God. we're yeah. seeing his work life at work. Yep. So, yeah. I gave it a nine. And I also gave it a nine. I, I did like this slightly less than the first episode. But, I, but really, a lot of this is probably just because the first episode is such a hard act to follow for, for me personally. Um, I still love it. I still think it's hysterical. I thought Brian was hilarious. I thought that uh, um, the, the Paul and Alice stuff is really great to have. Uh, I loved the um, Liz, all the Liz stuff throughout the episode. Uh, so really, I, I, I love the episode. It just didn't hit me in the in the feels as hard as episode one did. Um, and the soundtrack wasn't as exciting to me as, as episode one was. Um, and I guess I probably kind of missed Jimmy and Sean's dynamic because that was such a big part of episode one. Really wasn't much of it here in episode mm-hmm. two. 
That's true. That's true. In fact, Sean and Jimmy, do they even really interact besides? Oh, yeah, he bails him out as well. So he bails he him bail... out. And then that's like the... the most interaction that they have because they don't really interact at the end and they don't really interact in the lawyer's office. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I agree. That was a, a strong point. Episode one, it felt to me, or one of the strong points. And there were more emotionally like sad parts. There's still some emotional parts like the idea. Mm-hmm. This whole, I guess love triangle is the best way i can put it of like alice liz and jimmy except you know yeah it's more of a tug of war for alice i like that whole dynamic i, I did too i like it a lot liz. that's good and also brian and jimmy's friendship yep um those, those are a bit two newer things we're keying into more and anyway, yeah. we still continue jimmy and alice's dynamic yep. together so yeah yeah and i and i liked those things a lot i really really did i i just I just didn't get get, get the gut punches that I did from episode one. Uh, yeah, but yeah. There's nothing quite like there, episode one. There were two things that that did give me a gut punch, but nothing like episode one did. Yeah, I, uh, the, I have two moments. I, I wonder if they're yours. We get, maybe we should talk about it later because this this might. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk let's, about it later. Let's talk about it later because you know what? I want to ask you. I, I this might figure out you know some discussion points here. What's your favorite scene? Okay. Favorite scenes. So, I know how you are with favorite scenes. You love to kind of mm-hmm. cut and glue things together. <laughs> I, th- I think that's something you're really into. Like Arts and crafts, one could say. Will. Exactly. I think you like montages. I think you like <laughs> when a scene's questionably one scene or multiple scenes stitched together and quick. I do. Succession. I really love that. So I'm going to say your favorite scene is, is I don't know if it's the only montage in the episode, but it's when Alice cancels Taco Tuesday with Liz mm-hmm. to have dinner with her dad, and that kind of starts a montage between. Uh, Jimmy getting ready to go to pick a ball and can't have dinner. Sean needs a place to stay and um Alice going to have dinner with Paul. You know, that, that whole sequence of events that go pretty quickly one after the other. I think you constituted that as one scene. Not <laughs> that I think, I know you did. And you put that as your favorite scene. So you, you so where, where it together. So it starts with canceling Taco Tuesday and where does it end? jeez, uh, I don't know. I that that's for you to decide. What what do you think? When does it end? I mean, I, 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 I think it ends definitely before it has to at least end when Jimmy and Brian are playing pickleball together. And then he asks the question, are we are we going to be real? That it surely has to end at that, if not sooner. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Well, hold on a second, because oh, yeah. there's there's a scene at Paul's house in between, isn't there? Uh yeah, there is. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to count that or not. That 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 I don't know if you, if if that's counted. But yeah, with uh, Alice So, so I would say Paul. I would I think that it ends when she shows up at the at his house with the sandwiches, but it does not include what uh, her going inside with the sandwiches. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. So, okay. So 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 it kind of just ends with um Jimmy when he like starts playing pickleball. Right. Um, is that right? Yes, yes, yeah. I, th- I think that's how the scene would end. Then, all right, yeah. And that's and your favorite scene. Really great. I, I really enjoyed the the song over that montage too, which is I'm gonna get this name wrong. The the song's called Seventeen, but the the name of the artist I'm gonna get it wrong. It's like 
Strogren. That's S J O W G R E N. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. All right. So you guess the montage for me. I am going to guess for you. I th- I think you wanted to see a new dynamic. So I I think I've got it narrowed down to two, and I think I know which one. I, I don't think you picked a Jimmy scene. I think you either picked this uh, Paul and Alice on on the bench eating ice cream, uh, or Gabby and Liz uh, at Liz's house. I I think you really like. Paul a lot, and I think you like the dynamic here between Paul and Alice. I think it was surprising to see them mm-hmm. like chatting together in a, this not a therapy session. And I think that yeah. uh, I, I think that worked really well for you. And and you see Alice open up quite a bit there too, because we don't really get an insight into her head otherwise. So uh, I'm going to go with that one: Paul and Alice eating ice cream. You got me wrong. Uh, I was hoping uh, I would get you right. Did I get you right? No, you got me wrong too. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, Sal. <laughs> I picked for you what I did for myself. I stitched some scenes together. <laughs> glue. I got some Elmer's glue. And I picked oh. that whole sequence of events. <laughs> I think you need something a little stronger than Elmer's to stitch scenes together. But No, I, I think that's I, a good job. I think that's fair. I, I think it's a really great scene. I, I Like I said, I love the needle drop there. And I I do love the montage. I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, to quickly, to quickly summarize what happens in the montage. I, I mean, what I really like about it is it's kind of just the whole episode up until that point is Jimmy wants to have dinner. And now we just finally see, hey, Alice is yeah. willing to have dinner, right? I Paul's know. kind of worked a little stuff here, right? They've, we're, they're, they're, they're colliding now, right? He's yep. wanted dinner. She's willing to give him a little bit, you know, give it a try. Cancels with yep. Liz. We know Liz really wants yep. to have taco these days. Well, so oh boy, does she? Liz she is, the rocks Liz and everything. Hurting. Yeah, so Liz, Liz is hurting now. Okay, so yeah. that's, that's Liz. Alice, Alice goes gets the sandwiches. Jimmy was hurting when she was gone. Right, drinking from a Santa <laughs> mug, Santa mug, whiskey. which was prophesied. That's funny. Right? Imagine, yeah, it was prophesied by Brian. Imagine thinking drinking from a Santa mug is hysterical, childish, okay. childish. Okay. <laughs> okay right you know, is there an inside joke here that i'm not getting i don't remember it is it is it's it's an inside joke between you and me it's, <laughs> okay. it's, the listeners wouldn't get this do you remember when you gave me a drink in a, in a christmas mug oh yeah i do that's right. you thought it was hysterical <laughs> there you go listeners <laughs> you gave, you gave I'll, I'll tell this to the listeners i was at mr sell's house i i i was kind of doing um, i kept asking him for drinks <laughs> it was just the juice water whatever he had and he said, yeah, I'll get you a drink. He went into his kitchen, started giggling. <laughs> and, then he, and then I'm like, oh, he's doing something stupid. He comes back out and he just can't contain his laughter. He's giving me a drink in like the middle of the summer. <laughs> that, that's a Christmas cup. Yeah, that, that is <laughs> the funniest thing in the world, apparently. It's so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> I'm so glad you remembered that because I had forgotten about that, but I remember it now. So, all right. Uh, but yes, yeah, so, but this had been prophesied by Brian. Brian said, What are you going to do? Stand me up for what? So you can sit home in the dark drinking whiskey from a Santa mug? Yeah, and that's exactly what Jimmy's doing. And it kind of dawns upon him that he has lived up to the prophecy. So, you know what? He's going to play some pickleball. And we also, during all this, see that Sean. He's he's looks like he's maybe at some sort of diner or some food establishment. Looks that way, yeah. He's, he's homeless for it tonight. He he doesn't have a place to sleep. Alice comes home with the sandwiches, but 
Jimmy's ready to play pickleball, but he notices the sandwiches and he, he he wants to have dinner too. You know, if if those sandwiches are for dinner, he'll cancel. He's he's game, but Alice doesn't want to be a bother really. So yeah, they're really for her and Liz. Go go play some pickleball, Jimmy. They're they're not for you. So as much as Jimmy would love to have dinner with Alice, he goes off <laughs> to play pickleball, and Alice is pretty sad that he ditched her i mean this uh, is this is tragedy right this is this <laughs> is tragedy because they it both want this this is what they both wanted and they mm-hmm. both leave just disapp- disappointed it's, yeah it's, i know it's really sad, it's sad. this is the, this really i think sad. is the saddest i think this is the saddest moment this or um when jimmy's speaking with brian which is my favorite scene. Yeah, that is it. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get to that later. Let's keep talking about this one. So this is a, it's tragedy to me that they both want this and they both can, they both could have it, but they're both kind of, they both leave disappointed. And I, I really like one of the things that, that frustrated me so much. And I, I like that it frustrated me. I'm not complaining about that. Like this should be the way this is is what more should Jimmy have done to get her to, to have dinner with him? To, to like, he, he said all the right things I felt. Do you know what I mean? what it is, Mr. Sal. You know, it, he, he said, I'll cancel. I, I was really, yeah. you know, excited, you know, dinner, chicken sandwiches with Alice. Yay. You know, like he, he really wanted it and he expressed how much he wanted it. And she said, no, Now I think part of why she said no was because this was a major turning point for him. And she didn't want to take that from him because she needs him to turn the corner as much as he needs to turn the corner. Yeah. Yeah. She, he's actually going to go out and do something with him. Right. A long time so, friend. But then when she talks to Paul later, she's like upset about it. And I, I was like, why is she upset about this? But you know what? She's a teenager and, and the teenagers can have it this way and that way they they can be upset and I, we all can it's not just a teenage thing you know you can be upset and also simultaneously not see why you didn't have to be upset yeah everyone can be like irrational or have some sort yeah. of um what's it cognitive uh what, Cog- what's called, cognitive dissonance there yes. we are yes that's but, not yeah, that's not typical we're not we're not we're not perfectly logical yeah and, like and, and mr sal not like me, no. <laughs> I don't have any cognitive dissonance about anything ever. No, me, I'm either. We're all spot on here. Yeah. Uh, not true, folks. Plenty of it in here. But uh, this is uh, this is really sad, too. I, I found the Liz stuff to be very, very sad here, too. Um, this is like she... she wa- Gabby hit it on the head, right? I Clearly, Liz is involved in alice's life as much for liz as she is for alice yeah and you know gabby struck a nerve when she said you know maybe you know her your boys are gone and you're trying to fill that hole and it seems like alice i mean she asked told her husband not to come to dinner (laughs) so that she could have dinner alone with alice i mean so it's it's very sad for, for Liz um, because she, you know, what's she doing wrong? She's, she's helping this person who needs help. And yes, she gets benefit out of it too. But the right thing really is for Alice to go try to have dinner with her dad. And it's, so it's everybody's, nobody's doing anything wrong, but everybody's making everybody else sad. <laughs> it's really, yeah. it's so beautiful. Liz I love it. is sad. <laughs> Alice is sad. Jimmy's kind of sad, but he's going to go have, pickleball he's probably the least but he still would have rather had dinner 
Yeah. Brian's absolutely. happy though. Brian always, Brian, you know, everything well, goes Brian's for, way. For a while. Everything goes his <laughs> way. That's right. Speaking of Brian, let's talk about that scene. That's because that yeah, is my favorite scene. Your favorite scene. scene. Yeah. This it's is a good favorite scene. It, it's yeah, it's uh, the rekindling of or I, I love the uh, explanation between the two, but yeah. Yeah, this it. this is the this is the emotional gut punch to me. Well, one of them is is this scene uh between Brian and Jimmy. First of all, I should acknowledge like I, I like the use of the music here. It's Vampire Weekend, This Life, which is really really good for this for the use of this or the way they use it here. Uh but they they're clearly having so much fun playing pickleball, but Brian wants answers. You know, he he says I was there for you when you were drowning. I helped pull you up, which actually is basically lyrics from the opening credit title or the sequence. <laughs> it's like it's pull me out of the drink before I start to drown. Like it's it's there in the opening title. And Brian is expressing, I was there for you. I pulled you out. Yeah, you know, I'm a ray of light. I'm human Zoloft. <laughs> and Jimmy can't hold it back anymore. He's trying to spare Brian's feelings. He can't hold it back anymore. He says, I know, and you wouldn't let me be miserable. I needed to hit rock bottom and you wouldn't let me. That concept is, is strikes such a nerve with me. I, I empathize with it so much. Um, I, so I'm the type of person who I always want music that is sympathetic with my mood, meaning I want to listen to music that's about what I'm going through, that's somebody else going through the same thing and empathizing me. I don't ever want cheer up music. I hate being cheered up. I there's like one person in the world who can cheer me up when I'm down. <laughs> and 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 that's my youngest son. He's the only person I know who can do it. And I don't know why he can do it because he has no right doing it. <laughs> so yeah, take that away from him. <laughs> Every little do that. Like tr when they try to cheer me up, my wife knows, like don't try, just let me wallow in it and I'll pull out of it eventually and, and that won't be long I, i'm not I'm, I'm rarely like down for days but like it's i need to feel the feelings i need to process them i need to be miserable like misery is a, is a huge part of how i process my emotions i need to do it for a little while and then i'm fine afterwards um and so i i know people i'm related to people who are Brian, who are human Zoloft, <laughs> who are, who are just rays of sunshine. Array of sunshine. And, and they're the last people I want to be around when I'm miserable. And so I totally get this. Like this, I, I'm telling you, Jason Siegel and I are like <laughs> the same person because when he said this, I was like, my God, this is exact. I've felt this way so many times. I mean, luckily I've never had my wife die, you know, knock on wood, but this is, <laughs> but when I'm down, I, hate when people try to cheer me up like there's nothing that bothers me more than that it's really so i totally get it when he says i needed you to let me be miserable i needed you to let me hit rock bottom and you wouldn't let me and that just did it for me and brian like here's it he understands it. he apologizes and you know when when he gets called away they hug they say i love you like it's it's beautiful like now they kind of understand each other better and i it's it's so important. And I, they even, Brian even cracks a joke in there at one point. Like, yeah, a really dark never, joke. I, yeah, never, I never said everything goes your way. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Jimmy makes that great point when he says, you know, you know, it's how hard it is to be around someone who always says everything goes my way when my wife just died. Like, that's it's just true. It's I, really true. I definitely agree with that whole 
notion of you know someone that's a ray of sunshine when especially when you're down it, it, it doesn't help uh, maybe yeah. for some people but I, I think for the most part yeah people don't like not everyone likes being cheered up in, yeah. in a similar vein not exactly the same uh, another thing and i think you and me both understand mm-hmm. this i think we're both people that do this type of thing but when someone comes to you with a problem you try to give them solutions right like i do solutions. yeah yeah and it's a good thing. Like I do it too, and it, it can be helpful. But sometimes, like I know, sometimes I don't always want solutions. It's just like I, you're just complaining, like <laughs> a play. It's you know, it's it's funny that you say that because so. usually I do want solutions. Uh, no, I take that back. I, it depends I, on I, what I, it is. I, it depends on what it is. Yeah, but like, so I've learned this. Like normally, I do. Yeah, so I, I've learned this in my marriage. Like my wife is the type of person who is not looking for solutions when she is complaining to me about something right she, it's that's it, not what she's looking for she just needs to get it off her chest and that's the way she processes it and i've learned that now but it was really hard for a really long time every time she was complaining about something i was like all right how can i fix this what am i going to do how, what, mm-hmm. what can we what can we do how can we how can we make it make it work uh not and it wasn't like relationship stuff it was like you know logistical stuff or uh, job stuff or whatever and, and i'd be like trying to problem solve and i think a lot of that is the teacher in me because and I've had to learn that with my students, though, actually, too, because a lot of times students, when they like want to talk confidentially about stuff, like it's not because they're looking for solutions. They just need to talk about it. And and they feel a lot better after they having talked about it. So I've had to like tamp down on my problem solving. Well, I've had to as well. I, I, <laughs> I have had a bad habit of someone comes to me with a problem and I, I try to come up with something to yep. solve the problem we're just trying to like okay well surely there's a way to figure it out and there's not yeah. a mood to it it's just not it's not the time it's not the way it works so i don't, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie inside out no okay this, that's this one with is, the emotions in the yes. in the head yeah no i've yes. not seen that this is one of my this is definitely my favorite animated movie and one of my top 10 favorite movies uh, of all time is inside out and one of the scenes in inside out is joy and sadness are the kind of on their own little journey and they come across uh another character i won't give away who the character is but the character is very very sad and but joy is like driven to proceed on the journey she needs this guy to just buck up and move on so she tries everything she can to cheer him up you know tries making him laugh and you know reminding him of good things and it just makes him sadder and then sadness sits down with him and just basically empathizes with him and she says you know that must be really hard you must feel really sad and 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 he's like yeah you know i am I'm, i was really sad that made me really sad and he, and he cries a bit and then he's like i feel better now we can go you know, and and joy acknowledges to sadness you know how did you do that what what is that and and the point is that sometimes people just need to sit in it for a, a bit and talk about it yes not problem solve it, not try to pull, have somebody pull them out of it, but actually sit in it with someone who's sympathetic to it and it makes you feel better. So I love this scene. Oh my God. I love this scene. There's a really good scene between Brian. I go, well, I'm glad to see Brian in the mix. Now we're getting more characters. We're growing out the character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see how many deaths there are for the season finale. oh i hope there are no deaths oh man (laughs) there there very well could be though i 
I think we might have to omit that, but maybe maybe there'll be a character <laughs> depth that we'll have our section in the <laughs> recap for the end of the season. Only time we'll will see. tell. Uh, well, yeah, I, I think we both picked pretty good scenes. Uh, I think so, I think too. That's a, I think it's a reasonable favorite scene, and I think my set of glued scenes is an all right favorite scene. <laughs> Definitely, 100%. But Mr. Thel, can you keep up the streak? Can you figure oh. out who said it? Who said it? The game is simple, Mr. Sal. I have three quotes. Good. Can you tell me who said the quote and in what context? Probably. And you'll and you'll get a point. <laughs> okay. If you get four points, you'll get a surprise. <laughs> Ooh. I, want I have three quotes. All right. <laughs> Great. These the these are slightly harder. No, no. I decided I decided to turn up the difficulty a little bit. No, don't do that. I think the last one is the hardest one. Okay, okay. Yeah. I don't think it actually. Well, here I'll let you judge for yourself. Wow, it's like she's in the room. Oh, it's, it's Gabby. <laughs> I love this. I love that. Let's see, uh, so they, they're trying to get Paul to say anything. Jimmy and Gabby are trying to get Paul to say anything about his personal life, and he's not giving them anything. And they, they said, you know, we we don't know anything about your daughter. And he says, she she lives in Connecticut. <laughs> wow. It's like she's in the room. <laughs> that is a very funny line. I love it. It is. I, it shows a little bit about how Paul, you know, the title of the episode, Fortress of Solitude. It's That's mentioned right. in the scene. Yep. I'm sure we'll get more about Paul's personal side of his life and perhaps why he's such a private person and so on and so forth. But yeah, yeah this is the scene where um, Jimmy tells Gabby about the whole Sean situation how mm-hmm. he's injured in his eye. They got to keep that a secret from Paul. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. His eye got injured from non-grippy shoes. That's you fell. Situation. Yeah, on you your fell. eye. <laughs> fell on your eye. <laughs> yeah. Paul, <laughs> who knows what Paul has at his house? They've never been there. Probably a Zenith TV in the small <laughs> table size. Which I, I, we, I used to have a Zenith TV <laughs> in my house when I was younger. So I do know this. Big yeah. TVs. Yep, uh, and I, I still remember. have one, uh, not a Zenith, really? but, but I still have a big tube TV. Yeah, no, I've got, I keep my like old video game systems hooked up to it. <laughs> uh, that's fair. Yeah, that makes sense then. <laughs> Hopefully, a tube doesn't go. Oh my, well, I mean, I don't know. It is so heavy. I've moved it a few times, <laughs> and it is you can't even believe how heavy. I know it is. those things are heavy. <laughs> I jeez, oh, I love modern TVs. So yeah, Paul has boundaries. Keep note of it. Mm-hmm. Second quote okay this one i think you'll get this one's pretty easy are you going to let your grief oh sorry i wrote it wrong are you gonna let your grief drown you or are you gonna face it and come through the other side uh, that's paul to alice during the ice cream meeting yes. scene yeah uh, the really good really good scene too like this this was on my short list of uh, favorite scenes um, it, it was a great scene. I mean, it was also unexpected. I didn't think these two were no. dynamic together. And it, no. it kind of changes now. Because in episode one, Paul's giving him advice of like, yeah, don't yep. be too overbearing. Let, yeah. you know, let her come back to you. It, it, yep. He's he's kind of, I don't want to say bearing the lead because he doesn't plan on telling him. But he's, yeah, right. he is hidden information on the strip since he's been talking to Alice directly. Yes, yeah. It is. I mean, it's really interesting later to find out that Alice has seen the inside of his house. Jimmy and Gabby never Yeah. But, <laughs> so they have but, a bit of a close relationship. Yeah, and I, I like what a lot what Paul has to say about 
about grief and about getting through life. And he says, you know, no one gets through life unscathed. Not, you know, not you, not me, Mr. Shaky Hands. And nobody gets through it. Um, because she's she's kind of jealous of her friends who, you know, don't haven't haven't gone through what she's gone through. And she says they're lucky. And he says, Well, for now, because yeah, they just want to have they just want to have drinks under the bridge. Yeah. Summer. <laughs> Summer. Yeah. But yeah, Alice does express to uh, Paul the, the issue. You know, she just can't pretend like everything's okay between them. But why can't you? You know, fake it till you make it. So <laughs> You know, this isn't therapy. These are chats, but trying to try to have dinner with them. You know what I mean? And then maybe go under the bridge for drinks. So Alice, <laughs> Alice will give it a try. And maybe she'll be a celebrity afterward under the bridge. Drinks under the bridge. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. Because um, she's uh, they're celebrities and she's dropped here that they're celebrities because her dad's patient beat the guy up. So, yeah, she Pretty she cool. loves a tiny drop on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, you had to, sh- yeah, so that's yeah, to Paul. So Paul didn't yeah, know Paul, yeah, before. sorry, to yeah. Paul, yeah, yeah, because then Paul will later know now. Mm-hmm. So. It is, it is cool too. Here, you know, Alice says, I'm just so, I just miss her. Nobody understands. And, and Paul says, <laughs> oh, I know somebody who does, you know, he's he tall calls and calls me too much, and he can never know about these conversations because then he's going to want to hug me or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, good old and Paul. she, right. she kind of, she kind of can, or he kind of convinces her to give him a chance for dinner too. So he does, he does. Get Paul playing, playing mm-hmm. his part. Mm-hmm. The final, the final line though. Can you Uh-oh. get it, Mr. Sal? I don't know. I probably. Two more points for the secret prize. <laughs> the quote is, "I don't need anything." Oh, that's uh, Sean to his parents. Oh, exactly. That's three for three. Mr. <laughs> Salas, three points. That was a hard one, man. That was like, that was a hard one. I, I thought I, that, that is one where it's either you get it immediately because you, you'll hear it, you'll get confused, you'll think of who's, and then you'll go, oh, yeah, Sean says that's his parents. <laughs> yeah. Or you yeah. don't get that at all. I, I don't yeah. think you'd get that. Like, you, you're not going to guess that one, I think. Yeah. Well, it, I guess, you know, think about it enough. Like, who's who's the, who's the one I mean, I guess the only other choice would have been Paul because who are the people who who want uh, who don't want anything from anybody, right? But anyway, yeah, it's Sean to his parents. His parents tell him that you know you spent the night in jail. We can't have you in the house. You're it's a it's bad for Graham. Graham. Like you know, but they do offer to give him money. Like it's I, and I think they seem caring. Yeah, yeah, they they love him, and I think that that's a really important way to show him that they love him and they want him to get better. Is I think they're willing to help him. But they can't have him in the house, and th- and uh, that is reasonable. Like they have another child to worry about too. Yeah, rules are rules. Mm. <laughs> okay, I wasn't thinking about it that way, but yeah, the okay. rules are the rules. You got to be out of this house now, Sean. <laughs> yeah, but it's not—it's not like they're cutting him off. Like that's—you know—I I get the We're cutting you off from access into the home. <laughs> right yeah i guess so but, but i i guess i you know i i will give you money and it kind of rem- you it kind of reminded me of a scene from baking bad if you i don't know if you remember this or not but Which scene? where a, a person is asked to leave his house by his parents because yes. they're worried about the influence he's going to have on his brother yeah yeah I remember right. this. but i like the way these parents handle it a lot more 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. Yeah. This is atypical in media. Actually, I think that's what's cool. It goes against like kind of the story schema or what you'd expect. Because normally, yep. in in media and like when you hear about it in real life, like parents, you know, when mm-hmm. when when it's your final, when you're getting kicked out, when it's your final straw, it's not it's not as nice as how this kind of goes. I Where, know. Yes, they did tell him he can't stay here anymore, but they yep. did it in a very nice way. Yes. Yeah. Relative to every other depiction I've seen. So yeah. It's. I think it's really important. It's more interesting. And honestly, it was instructive to me. Like, if I ever have to tell one of my kids, you can't say anymore. Like, I I will. I will take a note from this because it's. I think it's really important to let them know. You know, you love them, and you're not. You don't want to kick them out of your life. You just need them in a different place. That's fair. Well, Mr. Sal, uh, is there anything else you'd like to say? Would you like to get into the recap? Well, let's enter the recap. We start off the episode with Alice coming to Dracula's corner. Should I say Jimmy's corner? <laughs> Don't know why he's playing Dracula randomly. Uh, but he's got to go bail out Sean, and then later he'll go to Alice's counselor meeting. Uh, she does ask, or he does ask if she'd like to have dinner tonight, but she can't. She's Taco Tuesday with Liz. Uh, so she goes to school, gets a draw, you know, a ride from Liz, as always. Even has her say her line before she goes into school that day. I love how close they've gotten. Uh, meanwhile, subverted expectations for me because I, I thought, yeah. like, is she going to ask? Is she asking her to say "I love you" to to, to Liz? <laughs> but no, it's very, very opposite. It's really cool. I love it. By the way, uh, Jason Siegel uh, must have a thing for Dracula because. Uh, in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, his character do- has written like a whole puppet play about Dracula. Dracula. <laughs> it's a musical, yes. Well, uh, Paul gets a call from uh, Jimmy about basically how his methodology of not pressuring Alza as much isn't working at all. Paul, what do you know? And hey, it's been a whole 10 have, minutes. Yeah. You got a little Alice come to you. You've been gone for a year. I did the same for you, Jimmy, right? You do that for the people you love. Your girl, yeah. that must mean Paul loves Jimmy. No? Yep. No. Didn't say that. to Paul. Yeah. No. Did not say that. <laughs> anyway, Jimmy tried to get Paul some donuts. Sadly, it's been robbed. So no donuts today. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and by the way, I love that. I do love that you have to wait. That's how it is with people you love. And you know, I've been on kind of both ends of this, like mm-hmm. people waiting for me and me waiting for other people. And you just, yeah, it's, it's really true. Like you just, you can't force the timing that the, the timing has to come from the person who feels wronged. Yeah. That's, yeah, just, it does. that's the way it is. You just have to let them know that, that you're, you're there, you're there when you're ready, but you know, that's all you can do. So Jimmy bails out, Sean. Uh, Grace's husband also gets out and is going to be pressing charges. So does Jimmy know a really good lawyer? He does. He works up the courage. And <laughs> hi, Brian. That was <laughs> this normal. is a really funny scene. How do I look? <laughs> I know. It's a phone call. Just don't think about it too much. So we get that. We get the opening sequence. Then we get the whole work scene of learning about Paul's Fortress of Solitude. Uh we get to Jimmy video calling Grace. Stuff seems to be going well for her. Right? Having <laughs> yeah. left her husband. Yeah. But it's odd, though. The video call isn't working quite right. I can't see the other side of his face. But That's the end of their meeting. 
Love to yeah. talk next week. And you, you know why he's hiding this black eye, right? Is it, I mean, it's because it was her husband that gave it to yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. It'd be really awkward for her to. Yeah. I mean, he, she's doing well. He doesn't want to wreck that. Yeah. Yeah. But like, oh, how'd you get the black guy? Oh, yeah. Your husband. Yeah. Punched me. So uh, Jimmy speaks with Dan, his other patient, who really hates his barista and keeps <laughs> asking him how his day was. This is so funny. Just, I love God. this. This is so hysterical. <laughs> you know, why does that guy even care? Screw that guy. <laughs> Jimmy kind of starts, you know, trying to get real hard to heart as well. Listen, hating everyone is giving you a very isolating life, right? A lonely life, Dan. Jimmy has a lonely life too. It, it sucks. And this really, you know, seems to hit a core with Dan. Mm-hmm. So you know what? They go out for coffee. Stand the coffee, man. <laughs> How's your day? And he, you know, he answers. They answer. Dan answers. Right, that his is bad. It was doing <laughs> it was all right, good. but now it's yeah. bad. Now it's yeah. bad after you ask such a question. <laughs> but things are doing bad for Stan as well because they're out of oat. Was it oat coffee or oat milk? Oat, oat, oat milk. Oat milk. Oat yeah, oat milk. milk. All out of oat milk. So things are going bad for them, and they both hate oat milk. It seems, it seems like a good <laughs> connecting point for them to galvanize around. Because Dan, Dan seems a little happy. And Jimmy's got to go. It's meeting time with the counselor. So this is all kind of funny, but I, I'll see, I, I'm hoping to see the progress of Dan. You know, Me too. It was really good. I really liked. It. I liked Dan in the first episode. He didn't have much to say, but he's not. But he's funny. He's, he's, <laughs> so he's, the, he's the one who said, "Why is every? I just want to get through a day without someone actively trying to make my day harder." Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Oh uh, man, we get the counselor meeting. Liz, Jimmy, and the counselor. Uh, Liz seems to know a lot about Alice more than Jimmy at most times. Uh, she dropped the debate team due to the soccer team. Uh, English teacher has noticed that she's a lot less sociable. Yeah. What does he know? Oh, he's your husband? <laughs> she probably can't notice because he's so handsome. You know? <laughs> As if that's like... Uh, so, Jimmy does know what colleges she's interested in. Some liberal arts ones. East. Uh, so, you know, he might know enough that Liz can actually leave, which is good for Jimmy. Good. You can leave now, Liz. Well, the second AP course I brought up, she's to come back in the room and Jimmy mimics her game plan and it's just all very embarrassing state of affairs. It's very embarrassing for Jimmy. So <laughs> the next day at work, he, you know, he, well, actually not even the next day, it's later he goes back into work. He yep. talks to his coworkers about Liz being maybe a little too motherly. Gabby, who's met her in the past, you know, has labeled her a mama bear type. But mm-hmm. you the mama, Jimmy, you the mama. So you gotta, <laughs> you gotta work on that. You gotta... You got to show her gonna, what's what. You think he's going to say that? To her face? No. Not at all. <laughs> uh, we see the lawyers meeting with Brian and uh, Grace's husband, the yep. lawyer. And they have their meeting, and Brian kills it. It seems to end in their victory. He's really happy, especially since he's an inheritance lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he tries to see if um, Jimmy would be willing to go out for ice cream, but no. He's got to get back to work. A pickleball mm-hmm. tonight? No, no, no pickleball. So he he heads out, and Sean asks Brian, "Do you, you know what happened between you two, or why? You know what happened?" No, he doesn't. Brian doesn't know what happened. Yeah. Hey, d- uh, two things here. I gotta I gotta throw in. First of all, uh, I I do think that the whole pickleball thing has been was really funny in this episode. Like, oh yeah, pickleball? the fastest growing sport <laughs> in America. Don't don't, don't get, get left behind. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, do you have you played pickleball? I have played pickleball. I have no idea how to play pickleball. I've never played. Um, but I have played it, Jim. I know that my my son loves it. They they did it in phys ed class this year. But my nephews are like so they play every day they they have like they're they're in like groups with all these like 75 year old guys who play pickleball <laughs> like they have, they're in text chats with these 75 my, my nephews are uh 13 and uh and 14 and they're in these groups of these 75 year old guys who play pickleball they went down to visit my parents in uh in south carolina and they found a, like an indoor pickleball like Jim and they made friends with all old guys playing down there too. It's, it's hysterical, but I don't know. Maybe I need to get on board with this pickleball thing. They don't get left behind. Uh, and I'll, I'll say this now. I was going to save this for later, but I mentioned it now. I'll do it again. I think there's a theme of ice cream. Yeah, oh, you're right. <laughs> there's a theme of ice cream because we we see Alice and Paul have ice cream. Sean and Jimmy have the the orangeicles or whatever yep. at some point, right? Yep. And here, Brian offers ice cream yep. to Jimmy, and he refutes it. Okay, yeah. so there's there's something about having ice cream and maybe working out your problems. Well, let me tell you, talking things out. Ice cream is definitely comfort food. It definitely makes me feel better every time. Dude, I I'm gonna have it. ice cream after this podcast. I, I might too. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hot day. And we know, we know from the old man. We know from Mrs. Davis. We know from Centaur World that food comes from love. Right, and like so there, there's there's something very intimate about sharing that experience, and when you're sharing something as delectable as ice cream, uh, it makes it even more special. Now, I do have to mention though, one of the things that Brian says to Jimmy as Jimmy is leaving, he says he can't play pickleball tonight. He says, "Come on, it'll be like old times." And Jimmy turns around and says, "I know," and I latched onto that because. I got the impression there, Jimmy doesn't want it to be like old times. He can't have it be like old times. And I wasn't sure yet if it was because Brian did something wrong or because he, like he talked about last episode, like the happy memories make him sad. Yeah, it seems to be the latter. Yeah. Well, um, well, no, because I, I think that. I think it's both, honestly. I think. I guess I think you're right. Yeah, because Brian is like in that ray of sunshine. He doesn't want to yeah. be around Brian. Yeah, he doesn't want everything goes my way to be the mantra that he has to listen to all the time. Okay. So, well, following that scene, we see Alice's invite from Summer for uh, drinks under the bridge. What's that? You know, drinks under the bridge. Uh, I guess throw up from drinking. I guess it's named pretty well then. I've never heard someone say, I want to throw, I want to drink so much I throw up. You've never heard anybody say that? I have. I have. I have. <laughs> Yeah, well, the house won't actually go later tonight, but we'll see. Maybe some other time. Uh, we get the Alice and Paul talking together scene. Yep. We chat about this already. Uh, it's nice to see Alice and Paul chatting, though. And then we get back to Jimmy at work, this time speaking with a patient of his who seems to have OCD tendencies. Looks uh, that way. Or it's just OCD. Uh, Jimmy warns against this sort of magical thinking, like holding your breath when you look at the clock, waiting for the minute to pass. Magical, you know bloody thinking. There's another Mrs. Davis yeah. reference. Folks, check that out. We got full coverage. Uh, how dare she think this way? Because his office is a safe space. No need to worry about it. Nothing can hurt you here. <laughs> Enter Brian. 
comes in, interrupts. This is funny the way he interrupts. Hysterical. Yeah, you know, he's he's yelling at him, apologizing to the patient. He'll pay for her such not pay you. I'm pay for give me your Venmo <laughs> or cash up, whatever he says. But yeah, you know, he's he's upset that Jimmy canceled on him. He's been trying so hard for Jimmy. Uh, and now you're going to ditch me to sit in the dark with a Santa mug of whiskey? Huh. Ridiculous. <laughs> Mr. Sal thinks that's... Oh, yeah, I wrote here. Mr. Sal thinks that's hysterical. I definitely do. <laughs> and whatever. And then he storms back out. So yeah, It says, I deserve better. And so yeah. do you, the patient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Derek, meanwhile, tells Liz about this place where you can... Play cornhole while waiting on your appetizers or eating your appetizers. I don't forget which one, but she can't. She won't. She has Taco Tuesday and don't be here. Dang, because Taco Tuesday uh-huh. is coming around. Yeah. She tumbles I, her rocks. I wonder if this if this wedge between Derek and Liz is gonna That's what I'm wondering. I wonder if we're gonna start I mean, seeing like Right. I mean, right now he seems just kind of like self-deprecatingly accepting of it, but mm-hmm. I wonder if there's going to be a straw that brings him back with him. Yeah. yeah. So Liz is tumbling her rocks and peace and Gabby confronts her, claiming to have dropped a basketball off. Mm-hmm. And basically says, hey, give Jimmy some room. He's getting better to slide in, become that parental figure around Alice. Gabby is the godmother after all. She she knows this sort of stuff. But Liz <laughs> is not pleased to hear that statement. Says, Show me the basketball. You? Yeah. Where's the basketball? Were you too busy to help Alice? We all have something going on, right? Yeah. yeah. Come on. Um, Liz says she's not over-involved. Uh, and she knows what Gabby said to Tia about her calling her a mom. And not in a good way. Yeah. Th- this was a, a very close to me being, our, being my favorite scene as well. This is on my short list. This is like... I, 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 really, I really like Liz. And I like this this depth that she's given by this scene uh, I, I you know i've i've heard i hate i hate when people use the you're such a mom you're such a dad as an insult because it's like yeah that's exactly what i am and like that is a priority for me and i don't think that there's any shame in that so thanks such uh, a dad yeah, congratulations exactly. by the way yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, but yeah, so I, 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 and to hear her get all choked up when she says it, you said, I'm such a mom. You didn't mean it as a compliment. Like I, I, seeing a, ch- a chink in her armor is really, it, it hurts. It hurts extra because you know how tough and biting she is. So when you see that vulnerability, it, it hurts. This was the other gut punch, by the way. It was the Brian scene with Jimmy and then this. It makes sense. And honestly, Liz, I mean, she's kind of, from Jimmy's perspective, is antagonistic to him in mm-hmm. some way. It feels like she's pulling Alice away from him. But really, you know, when you look at it objectively, Liz isn't really doing anything bad. No. You no, know, she... Alice just comes to her because of the way she treats Alice, which is pretty exactly. good, actually. And she's not, like, abusive, it seems, in any way. She's just, yeah. No. So, And this is the tragedy of this episode, is everybody it is. <laughs> doing what they think is the right thing to do. They're, everybody's trying, and it's just, pe- people aren't connecting. It's just not working that, the way that they intended to, do, to. And even Gabby, you know, Gabby is trying to do what she thinks is the right thing here, 
and it kind of backfires on her, right? Um, but we saw it, we talked about it already in the scene between Jimmy and Alice when Alice brings the chicken sandwiches over. Uh, you know, they both do what they think is the right thing and they both leave disappointed. And it's that's that's the tragedy of this episode. Everybody's trying, really trying, and still disappointed and sad. And I I love that about this show. It's great. I love watching them fail. It's <laughs> part of it. Yeah. Paul learns the truth about Sean, right? And mm-hmm. warns Jimmy of such do not let your professional life bleed into your personal or you will lose Alice. Don't do it. Paul is speaking from experience here. Oh so boy. We'll see. We'll, see we'll probably digging in that more between Paul and his daughter, but yeah. Maybe there's a reason she lives all the way in Connecticut and they're in California. Yeah. Could be, could be. This is a really funny scene too, though. Who's the most important person in your life right now? Uh, you? No, you. As head, it's Alice. I'm, I'm second. second. Like, yeah. It's it's really funny. I, you know, I, and he's the I'm, water bottle. He's drinking from the water bottle. Oh, at the end, when <laughs> is this yours? <laughs> and Jimmy's like, no. He goes, woof. <laughs> oh yeah, he doesn't drink it yet. But not just, yet. Yeah. But now, right now, yeah, he just confirms it's not Jimmy's. <laughs> So that now he knows, his. yeah, that Gabby put it here for him specifically. So, uh, uh, anyway, so yeah, we, we didn't get a bunch of scenes we've already talked about. Sean mm-hmm. gets kicked out. My whole mm-hmm. favorite montage sequence of canceling yeah. Taco Tuesday, trying to have dinner, but well, Jimmy's gonna go play pickleball, and he does offer to, but yeah, it, it seems maybe Alice doesn't want to be a nuisance or sees that she, he's already yeah. kind of out the door a combination of reasons but he she says no and she ends up having dinner with paul yeah. uh when she's having dinner with paul she kind of lambasts jimmy you know for not having dinner with her huh it was this, so obvious <laughs> th- this is the part that frustrates me yeah me too but it's just you know <laughs> being a teenager fair enough i know it, it, i get it i get it but i mean I, to a certain extent i know that she you know he has sat home in the dark every night for the last year. Why is it this night when she finally figures it Gets out? Gets the sandwiches. The fi- not when she finally figures it out. When she finally decides she's going to extend the olive branch <laughs> that he decides, no, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. So I, I get frustrating. Her, yeah, I get her frustration for sure. Yeah. But I don't know what else he could have done, honestly. Yeah. No. And we uh, get to your favorite scene, which is Jimmy and Brian playing pickleball and it gets into their serious conversation and we kind of learn mm-hmm. what broke apart their friendship, but it seems now to be the stitch that brings it together. Yeah. So see Jimmy around next year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just real quick, I want to go back to Paul's house for just a second because this is where he drinks the water from the water bottle. But um he also the poison, is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's also still not uh willing to open up all the way to Alice because she tries to look at his photo album and his framed photos and he he hides everything and will not talk about his family. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. He, yeah, he like <laughs> puts his leg over the uh, photo album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This might be the funniest I've ever seen Harrison Ford, by the way. This is pretty funny, Harrison Ford. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to remember if I've seen him in a comedy and I'm not sure I have. It's good. It's good Harrison Ford. Yeah, uh, we get to the Jimmy and Brian stuff, and we end the episode with Jimmy introducing Alice to Sean. He'll be staying with them. Yeah, and this is this is not a good look, right? I, I without him mixing his professional and personal life. 
Well, not yes, yes, that um, as as Paul had already told him, but also because it, uh, Alice is already upset with him for ditching her, per- perceiving her perceiving him as ditching her for dinner, and now he comes home with a patient, and it, she, I'm sure she, this will make her feel like she's even a notch down, even less important than she was before to him. I mean, she is. John's John's the most important thing to Jimmy. <laughs> I don't know what to find out next episode. I guess Who's so. more important to Jimmy. Uh, only time will tell. But that's the recap for the episode. Concluded, Mister Sal. I, it's right. still a pretty good episode. I, it's it's great. It's it's wonderful. And I, like, I'm, I, I'm excited for this. I'm glad there's a season two. I'm curious too. to how the season ends. Like how they work into that. Hopefully, it's not. A bunch of character deaths. I like these characters. <laughs> I know, me too. But let's we'll see if we can figure out how you know. Well, let's check the time, Mister Sal. What oh, time is it? I believe it's TV time. Oh yeah! Ain't no time like a TV time. So, Mr. Sal, what did the people of TV Time rate this episode? I think they gave it a five. I also think they gave it a five, and they did. 66% said five. There was a five. Now, the the bigger question, what were the character, favorite character of you, me, and the people? I think the people said Jimmy. I think you said... uh, I think you also said Jimmy. Yeah, what what am I saying? Of course, you connect... (laughs) <laughs> with Jason, Jason Segal. Yeah, you, you said Jimmy, and the people said Jimmy. Uh, I think the people said Jimmy as well, and uh, I, I, I think you said Jimmy too. Oh, you had hesitation there. What was that? Hesitation? I did hesitate. The people that's did one. say Jimmy. Fifty nine percent. Fifty nine. All right. Yeah, that's not as high as you might think, but uh, yeah, it was not as I expected. Yeah. Well, can I ask why you hesitated for me? Like if you were thinking well, else, what your thought process was? Well, because like I mean, I I think that you, I think there's a, a equally good chance that you picked either Alice or Paul as your favorite character, but um, because this, the episode wasn't as heavily focused on Jimmy as it was last time, um, that's mm-hmm. that's all that's all that's all I got. I all did. Right, all right, Okay, you picked Jimmy. I also picked Jimmy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Allison. Jason Scott, he's doing a great job. They're, they're all doing actually a pretty good job. I'm I'm liking this. Like Liz, yeah. I, I love the way her character is. She's kind of, oh. um, she stands up for herself. Or, you know, she, she tells how she kind of feels. Yeah. Uh, Paul's super funny. Sean is. Gabby's really good, too. I like his patience. Yeah, Brian's Sean's, great. Yeah, Brian. Oh, they're all so, look, I'm loving the, the cast here. It's so good. It's so good. I, really, like, I, this, I, I give this a nine, but honestly, like, if this had been the pilot, I probably would have given it a ten. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's a hard it's, act to follow. It's, that's all it was. That's the only reason this has nine, honestly. It, it's, it's really, it's really, really great. I love the show. Uh, I'm excited that we're covering it. Excited there's a season two. Oh, it's it's good. It's yeah. No, it definitely is good. So uh next week, we have the next episode. Do you know what the title of that one is? Fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. What could that mean? 
I mean, 15 oh. minutes of fame is a popular expression, right? I, I feel like it's something that anything could happen in 15 minutes, or you can change your mood in 15 minutes. We'll have, we'll have mm-hmm. to watch the episode and see, but this is a great series, a good mix of comedy and drama. Yep. Don't really know where it's going for this. Not, uh, we, we talked about this last week. You yep. like character-driven stuff. You don't like really care much for plot stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I think I think I do like having a plot. Something central mm-hmm. to look forward to. Like it's kinda like a like oh that that that's a goal for later. But but in the meantime I got all this going on. It's all right. No, if I you just, if if you need handlebars when you watch a series, it's okay. I do. I need I need guide rails <laughs> and I need them to be like I need something <laughs> in the distance like, hey, in the finale you'll get to see this. I'm like, okay, that's something to look forward to later. I need I need to know there's something you know to look forward to <laughs> later, but here I don't, I don't know what there's going to be later. But presumably the relationship will grow better. Hopefully, time will yeah. tell. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to say, Mister Sal? I, you know, I, the, the only thing I will say is that I am never, ever going to tell you the title of my memoir. Memoir? Me- I've got to tell what they, they mean. Me- memoir. 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 <laughs> uh, that's what Jimmy says. Come on, Jimmy Paul, says memoir. Yeah. Paul says memoir. Memoir, mama. <laughs> well, thank you, listeners, for listening to the podcast. If you want to contact us, shopperspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Five star subscription, sharing the podcast. That's all appreciated. I'll recommend that you check out some other stuff we have in our back catalog. We've covered all of Ozark in its entirety. We did season one of Russian Doll. Um, we did leftovers from a long time ago. If you really want to look at that, we also did the entirety of Lost. Also from a long time ago, up until very recently. It's a long series. What can I say? It took us a long <laughs> time. Uh, but in that case, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with episode three, 15 minutes. Shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day.